This is The Waycast is a podcast where we recap every Star Wars episode as it's released on Disney+. Plus. This is your spoiler alert, and you have been warned. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the last episode of this season of This is The Waycast, the Book of Boba Fett edition. I'm Sarah Edwards, the resident Star Wars writer at Boardwalk Times. And I'm Giovanni Delgadillo, a columnist at the Boardwalk Times. Today, we'll be talking about the final episode in this season of the Book of Boba Fett called In the Name of Honor. And when I saw this come up, I was like, are we finally going to get emo Boba Fett? Like, is this when we get like angsty emo Boba Fett? And we kind of did. Yeah, I'm surprised that like, even though this episode wasn't like my favorite, it still managed to do everything that, that we kind of expected in a good way. Like it... It wrapped up Boba's story. It set up Mando season three and and made Mando secondary to Boba Fett. This was still very much Boba Fett's conflict in his episode. It kind of makes the last episodes make more sense, although they still feel kind of out of place, especially by the end of this. But yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, this also wasn't my favorite episode. Like I was watching and I was like, okay, there were parts of it I liked. And there were other parts where I was just like, this isn't really what I want, but okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. So my main gripe and this, I noticed this from literally the first like two minutes, I immediately caught on. I was like, this is a Robert Rodriguez episode, which I don't know why I ever didn't think that. Like I knew it was going to be a Rodriguez episode from the beginning. Cause every, every show that has like a major showrunner behind it, they usually direct the finale and I am kind of like mad that they let him direct this finale. Like, I get it. He's the showrunner. But I think a lot of my gripes with the episode have to do with him. Like, all of them come from him. So <laughs> I have to be, I'm on the same page with you. Like, I feel like Robert's episodes just really have not delivered. And even with, you know, back in The Mandalorian, like, yeah, it was cool the way they introduced Boba Fett. And after watching the gallery episode, it was like, yeah, I get it. But it was just kind of like, he he just doesn't he doesn't have it down and i i don't know i i'm not disappointed in the way the finale ended because some things got wrapped up really nicely and there were a few parts where i was like oh my god and then but for the most part i was like okay like i I guess yeah like exactly i think the problem is that like i said last episode the whole conspiracy theory about robert rodriguez doing things on the cheap i think there's still some truth to that but more of it has to do with in general he's going to direct like that it doesn't really matter the budget and that's exactly what we got out of this this ending was so like oh cool like here are these really slow action scenes with really weird camera angles that don't really work and then really stupid um decisions like not not character decisions but like like the way they placed characters was really dumb like let's have the two baddest bounty hunters in the galaxy hiding behind what is essentially a car for like 10 minutes shooting at people after they were just flying around out in the open and like oh I guess we can't do this we're getting shot at it's like so weird it was just also slow and I also the fact that like they were hiding in the blown out sanctuary felt very Mando season finale of season one right and I was kind of like oh if we're just gonna have another standoff like I don't know if this is what I want. One thing I will say, though, I was very fan service seeing Boba and and I almost said Cad Bane, but I meant Mando. Boba and Mando 
fighting with one another. Yeah. That was awesome. Like seeing them side by side, like two badass Mandalorians and seeing them use their jetpacks. Basically what people expected from this show, we we finally got it, except it was only like one small part of the episode. Yeah. And I appreciated that. I, I really liked that. But yeah, I also felt like the whole hiding out in a bunker thing. And then like some of the excuses to not go to the palace were kind of flimsy. Like, yeah, I get it. It's like, oh, he'd look like a coward. But then later in the episode, he flies away anyways to go get the Rancor. So it's like, uh, what did you gain or lose? It's not like people were outside on the streets looking looking up at Boba Fett like, oh, he's a coward. Like, there was no one watching, so no one would have cared if he had said, let's go hide at this really smart place to hide at. Where we have, like, it's a fortress, so there's walls, and we can snipe everyone. Instead, no, 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 let's do this Western-style town shootout thing that worked way better in the finale of Mando yeah exactly like Mando I feel like it had a purpose it had a point and with Boba like I feel like they were just grasping at things to try and create this war that I still don't quite understand like I'm not gonna lie you know I understand the spice war with the pikes but then you know throughout the whole show when Fennec and Boba are like they're gonna go to war we have to prepare I'm like prepare for what like I don't think they established like what Boba's true power over Mos Espa was and I don't feel like they really established the tension of why they should be worried that there's a war coming like it just felt very glossed over to where we're in the finale and we're in this battle scene it's like why are we fighting pikes like I know we want they want to do have a spice trade and they want to make it continue on Mos Eisley but it's just like okay and here's I guess since we're on the topic of war like we get to see every major friend like that Boba made in this episode and it felt like someone put it pretty perfectly a while ago but I think it was more obvious in this episode than anything that that it almost feels like they're just playing with action figures on the Boba show yeah (laughs) figures going on adventures because like Chrysanthem easily could have taken those guys and and it was like set up for him to get revenge on them some people thought Bosk was gonna fight Kersantan, which I'm like that would have been cool, character. but yeah, random. it's like it would have been cool at random. And then I think honestly, like my sal- salute goes out to the Gamorrean guards because they did not deserve that. And that was and so that, sad. They had that cheesy getting poked at fight scene, but the, the sadness of them falling off, and then they get stuck with the mods and the mods got shot multiple times and just shrugged it off. I was like, fake. They should have died. Like, there were so many times with the mods. I was like, yeah, they're dying. It's like, I don't know what other show I thought. Yeah, the protagonists are dying. But <sighs> one, I was like, get rid of them, please. Get rid I of did the powerless like, rangers. I did like that the members of the townspeople of Freetown came in, though. That part, I was like, oh, they did decide to fight. There were a few, like, you know, all moments like I have to bring it up now when Mando jumped on that cart that Peli was in and Grogu's like, dad, like the little jump and Mando's just like, oh, yes, oh my God. I love that part. Oh my God. So all oh, everything with Grogu and Mando was awesome. I will say that at the beginning of the episode, I thought Luke was going to show up on Tatooine yeah. for a second. And then as soon as they showed the cockpit all empty, I'm like, what and then you see r2 it's like oh okay so r2 flew him here and some people were saying it's like he put him on that fedex express that <laughs> was like, he was like you oh you don't want to be a jedi okay screw you then i was like what? 
shipping you back to Tatooine. Honestly, some people, I, I thought this without even reading about it, but I immediately, I was like, why are they showing this? In this, like, Grogu did not need to be a part of the episode. I really wish they had saved that for Mando season three, the whole reveal, instead of like haphazardly putting him in in this show, because it does take a little bit away. Because they did a really good job balancing and making this episode all about Boba Fett, but then they do take away from it somewhat by having stuff that's like, this is still, this should have been at the beginning of Mando season three. Like, I don't understand why it's here. Or that could have even been like the whole plot line of season three of Mando and Grogu trying to come together like maybe at the beginning of the season Mando sees Grogu and he's like kid wait hey and then you know they're with each other for a few seconds and then there's they split and that's how it is for the rest of the season is them trying to find their way to each other I don't know if that's just the romantic in me like wanting the happy reunion scene but I feel like that would have made a really good seasonal plot and then the end of the season is they're finally back together with each other but something happens at the end where it's like oh now I really gotta protect you yeah I totally agree with that because as of now the ending of season two feels robbed of any drama anymore because you can just skip to these last three episodes of Book of Boba Fett and be like oh that was resolved in like five seconds so yeah it's just kind of weird but going back to the more Boba Fett stuff one thing I will say that was pretty freaking sweet was getting to see him ride the rancor which okay now i can finally reveal to the audience what i'd been hiding like all season the the one spoiler i got for the show it was someone saw concept art uh leaked of boba riding the rancor the actual concept art itself never leaked but the the person happened to be an artist and they did an artist recreation and people verified and they're like yeah this is this isn't just like some guy making this up like this is something that is going to happen in the show and it did happen in the show. So all this whole time, like as soon as the Rancor first showed up, I'm like, okay, so it's real. Like we're going to see him ride the Rancor in Mos Espa. It's awesome. We finally get it. And it was basically just a giant, let's reference King Kong and Godzilla. Like he does the King Kong thing. He climbs the tower at the end. He does the Godzilla thing. It was, it was so awesome. And uh, okay, so one thing that was pretty cool about seeing the rancor destroy these droids those those droids are actually super droid because like you would think they are yeah they have the shields and everything yeah yeah they're straight up like like not even a new droid they're called scorpionic droids and here's the thing they've existed but in legends canon so the old canon and they just brought them back to life in this canon so it's pretty awesome but then the old canon they were basically super droid because like they weren't like some spin-off they were literally the same model just bigger so i'm like that's awesome and and i thought it was cool to see them which to be honest i thought it was pretty obvious that they were just an excuse to have the rancor fight something equal of its size because otherwise it would just wreck shop which it did and i was so happy when it ate a guy i was waiting for it to do that the whole episode god that was that was awesome i love the rancor yeah the super droidicas i was kind of like okay i mean that was just the the I'm not an action person fan coming out, but I was like, ugh, okay, fine, another fight scene. So I was kind of just like, look, where when do we get into the angst? Like I I really started tuning in when Fennec is like, Boba, you're getting emotional. Or like, but when you know she's doing the role that I thought she was gonna do and say, Boba, keep your eye on the prize. Like it's okay. Like I I wanted more of that teamwork in that I got you, you got me, ignore whoever you know, is trying to tempt you. 
And especially with Cad Bane, like I felt like that was really important because they have history. If anything, I feel like Cad Bane has more history with Fennec, if anything, but it seemed like the tension was more with Boba and Cad Bane. I also just want to talk about their fight scene and how that got really emo. Like we really saw Boba's trauma come out and he did let it get to him. He got emotional and his fighting stance wasn't that great. Yeah, I got to say that Cad Bane was like the probably the best thing in this episode. Like they nailed him. Like everything about him was awesome. Obviously, I mentioned last episode they got Corey Burton to come again. His mannerisms are great. He he was just as menacing vocally as he was physically because he he demolished Boba Fett. Like they did not nerf his character at all. But Boba got the upper hand using his Tuscan skills. Like here's something you don't know, Bane, which that was awesome. Basically. They they nailed how Cad Bane should be. They made it perfect fan service because they didn't just like, oh, here's a character you guys know. Let's just throw him in here, which I guess you could kind of say that. But because he has history with Bova and because he mentions it, it's like, wow. And at the end, when he meets his ultimate fate, you do see the, the little metal plating in his head where supposedly he would have gotten shot. That's one thing, though. We still don't necessarily know if it's canon that they had fought each other yet already we thought there was going to be a flashback of that and there wasn't but either way now yeah I, why not both you know why not have two standoffs with cad bane why not so i'm i'm satisfied with him although let's let's just say there was a little beeping noise a little red light on his vest i maybe they're implying he's alive question mark yeah i don't know i mean that stab seemed pretty real, but then again, yeah. it's Cad Bane. A lot of Clone Wars villains have been able to come back when they've had a very much like, oh yeah, he died. And then here he comes again. I'm thinking of the weird moth uh, general from Clone Wars from the episodes Cat and Mouse and then who returned again for the Fives arc. So Star Wars characters have a funny way of being killed, quote unquote, and then not being dead enough to where they just get to come back to life. So I could absolutely see them bringing him back for a future arc. And then, you know, him just being like, oh yeah, whatever that Fennec woman got, I got to. So I'm indestructible. So I guess on the topic of Fennec, one thing that people were joking about, and I wrote it in my notes because I was like, this is okay, that's a pretty good joke, is that Fennec in this episode basically just serves as like an exposition machine. She, we called her Fennec Position. <laughs> funny because then she does get an awesome scene where it's like she's a lone assassin but I'm like when you were saying earlier about her being a you know side by side with Boba I wish that's what we'd gotten instead because I think those guys when they were all dying with the mayor and everything I was like oh yeah that's Boba Fett getting his revenge and then it was Fennec and I'm like okay like cool I guess she did that but it robs it of like any dramatic weight when you think about it it's like wouldn't it have been way cooler for Boba to be there getting his vengeance because it's a cool action scene like probably the best one in the episode yeah next to um the big Cad Bane stuff and Boba and Mando being next to each other and another thing in general though it's like you're saying about Boba Fett angst in this episode we get every facet of Boba Fett that we've wanted we get his his characters moved on from being a bounty hunter we get that but we also get the past Boba when he he literally tells the Pikes to leave the planet or he's going to use their corpses to fertilize <laughs> i was like 
Yes, that is yes, that's Boba Fett. That's the Boba Fett I know. He's ruthless. So I was like, yeah, that stuff is awesome. Like, I'm glad that they blended character development with part of who we expect him to be, like what fans expected him to be when he was reintroduced. But I think that's what also makes me sad is like we had to wait all the way until the end of this seven episode season just to get the angst that we've been wanting and talking about. It was like, okay, do we really have to draw it on that long? Like there were so many opportunities in this entire show to just like establish the angst, have the emotion and truly make the show what we wanted it to be. But going back to your theory that we talked about last time, you know, the episodes definitely feel like they were a back burner thing where it's like, we can see where we go with this. Like it was going to be Mando season three. And then they're like, actually we should bring in Boba somehow. And that, that's just kind of why I'm just like, overall, like, okay, I see. Yeah, because when you dig even further, or like, not even dig, like, just think about it. It's like the end credit scene to Mando could have just been made up while they were filming Book of Boba Fett. Like, they were just like, uh, yeah, let's just make this thing. Like, it doesn't feel like they had planned for that to be there. Yeah. It's, it's like hard to say, really, but I still find it hilarious that the last two episodes the mandalorian episodes were so amazing and they were both directed by probably the best two best directors or two of the best rather directors doing star wars stuff because bryce ellis howard's episode man it just this episode pales in comparison to that yes and dave filoni's episodes feel very like i guess i was gonna say artful but that's not really a word and artsy sounds wrong but they're just artistic They're, they're they're very like like very well crafted they feel very old and tactile like old movies like there's a lot of slow paced shots and very beautiful stuff and and it's just very deliberate and it's like this is this feels like above normal star wars and same with bryce dallas howard her stuff feels very cinematic and you come to robert rodriguez and it's like this feels like a b movie and that's because that's that's what he does that's what he's good at the problem is the reason why it doesn't work with star wars is that Star Wars is a very like tactile feel and Robert Rodriguez is a very goofy outlandish kind of style. Good example of that. When Chrysanthemum is being helped by the mod, didn't make, okay. So Chrysanthemum looks like he's about to die and then Boba saves him and he's limping and he looks all weak, but then magically he's like healed again and running yeah. around like normal. And then the mods help him quote unquote. Well, there's a part that people have been making fun of like crazy where Chrysanthemum is being carried around and then these guys show up and he lets them go, and one of the mods does like an unnecessary spin. Yeah, I re- oh. <laughs> so I like, unnecessary. Like I, I just have so that. much. I just have so much beef with the mods. Like they had potential <laughs> in the way they were introduced and executed. I'm like, this just does not work. It's not working. Cheesy. <laughs> like that's just it was hilarious because Chrysanthemum rocks. I'm so glad he gets his Meluron at the end, and yeah. they're like, oh, you give him a. Uh, a melon but not us i'm like yeah yeah because he deserves it like seriously yeah so it's like i don't know that that unnecessary spin it's funny people are only making fun of that now when fennec did the same thing like two or three episodes ago so i guess it's just the stunt coordinators or maybe i don't know i still think rodriguez has some say and it's just like look man i actually the thing is i don't want to slander rodriguez i actually do like him as a director when he does his own thing i just think for Star Wars, he's not necessarily a good fit. I, I feel ironic saying that because people <laughs> said the same thing about Ryan Johnson 
what they really meant is they didn't like the way he writes Star Wars because of The Last Jedi, but him as a director for Star Wars is like a match made in heaven because he he nailed it. He he directed some of the best looking cinematic Star Wars like ever, which is why I'm like, it sucks that people hate him, which I, I understand, like I understand the hate, but like with Rodriguez, it is his direction because he didn't write the show. Favreau. No. Did, but that's where it's almost like i wish i would like to see what robert rodriguez writing something would look like and then have someone else direct it because if robert helped write it it someone like rice alice howard or dave filoni directed it then everything would just like float perfectly but yeah i i guess my only experience with robert rodriguez right now is what he's done for star wars so i'm kind of just like i'm not a big fan but again spy kids or shark boy oh was that him (laughs) yes then ignore me then i guess i'm on the same page where it's like he's just not star i don't know he's just he he doesn't have what we want for star wars and i i kind of hope they don't bring him back but i have a feeling they're gonna i have a feeling like he's gonna keep coming back which i'm like "Hmm, okay but yeah that's the thing is the best star wars directors manage to mix drama and action really well because the thing about the best franchises is that the reason people love them is because they're easily entertaining for a variety of reasons, usually because of action scenes, but it's all the drama in between is what people love. And so having this episode be a giant, dumb kids movie action scene, like it really was, it, it's like I've seen superior action scenes with the same general idea. Good example, Rogue One, whenever they're fighting on Jeddah, I immediately yes. flashback to them like, that looked way more visceral and it was the same thing. Like, and a lot of it also has to do with the fact that the streets of Masaspa were empty. So it looked like a set. It looked like they were playing dress up, like pretend. Yeah. It's just so cheesy. Oh, and then having all the, the poor uh, Freetown people running straight in a line, like in the middle of the street, instead of taking cover was so dumb. Although I will say, shout out bartender guy. I love that yeah. guy. He's awesome. He's awesome. Like he's the best Freetown person. Ugh. This is have... for him. I just have beef overall with the episode. I was just kind of like, this is not how I wanted to end the series. I was hoping that like by the end of the series, we would have just given, gotten more of an idea of how angsty Boba was. We at least discovered how he escaped the Sarlacc pit. I mean, I'm glad they at least addressed that. I think fans would be like, it would have dropped off a lot sooner if they had not explained how he survived. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'm just kind of like, you know, I feel like very underwhelmed and like, yeah, I'm excited for Mando season three, but after that, I'm kind of like, you know, a lot of stuff got resolved and happened in Boba. So what are we looking forward to in season three? Yeah. And then going back to what you're seeing about the tone too, it's like literally right at the end of this, it felt like I was watching the Phantom Menace. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Star Wars is for kids. Like there's no denying that. Like, I think when people say it's not for kids because it has violence in it, I'm like, well, yeah, but it's, it's like, Borderline. I know what you mean. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's like adults can enjoy it too. Like, that's the whole point is anyone can enjoy it. But the end of this episode is like, this is supposed to be out of like a guy who runs the criminal underworld. And all of a sudden he's like, ha 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 ha, everyone. We're <laughs> celebrating. Here's a cheesy shot of, oh, we're going up to outer space. Yeah. And Mando. <laughs> cheesy. Like, it's like the end of Phantom Menace, which people even complained about that movie ending. It should have ended on the last shot where they're talking about, um, always two there are and then it shows palpatine and it's just like and like you said this setup for mando season three feels so rushed that it's like where where do we go from here because i think the perfect ending 
would have been just don't have Grogu show up in this episode at all. Yeah. Even though, yes, we get the fun moments with Pelly and the mayor's assistant and she loses <laughs> her tooth and that stuff is fun. But having like this cheesy ending, it's like, wouldn't it have been way cooler for Mando to just shake hands with Boba and then look at the Darksaber and then leave? Because the Darksaber is his new mission. Like, yeah. And instead the Darksaber like, kind oh. of felt like a, it felt like a side piece. Like, okay, yeah. I have it. W- what about it? And then he, like, they stupidly, like, touch the shields over and over again, even though nothing's getting through. It's like, duh, like, so stupid. Like, that's the kind of stuff from, like, what what happened all the, like, because there are legitimate parts in this episode where they're like, oh, wow, that action was cool, and then it turns cheesy almost immediately. It's like, what? Like, the part when Fennec saves the mods was awesome, because he just yeah. snipes all these guys. It's but then immediately you're like wait the mods that should be dead just stand up and shrug it off like nothing happened i'm like yeah like honestly my favorite parts of this episode are with mando and grogu like the very ending sequence was my favorite when grogu's just like tapping on the gas like please daddy again one more time he's like no like that that was my favorite that was so cute and he's just like yeah, that's the, see, that's the stuff that's awesome. It just sucks that we get it in this show and we get it so soon. But I guess since we're on the topic of the future, we have to talk about, because I was going to mention it last week, Kenobi. We all thought it may come out May 4th because the rumors were all saying it was going to come out in May. And finally, we have finally and a poster. Do you think there will be a Kenobi trailer at the Super Bowl? Hmm knowing star wars i don't think we're getting a trailer until may 4th star wars is not no no No. star wars does not like to release trailers until like right before a show airs and boba fett mando and bad batch are prime examples i would be incredibly shocked if star wars released a trailer on super bowl sunday i i would be so happy for it but they would not release anything this early so i the reason i am smiling the audience obviously can't see that is because i thought about this because you're right evidence shows they wouldn't do that except for the one time that's not true solo didn't get a trailer until the super bowl and that movie also came out at the end of may that's the oh. main reason why I'm like a hundred percent. I think that's why they released the poster. That's what's going down. Zach said Disney needs to release a bomb during the Super Bowl, and I think that's it. I think Kenobi's it. I I 100% agree with our our good pal editor Zach from Waycast all the way back from Mando season two. I I want to see it. I like I said, this is all just us being like please, please, please. But that would be the number one thing because right now. Marvel is slowing down a bit. We are about to get Moon Knight, but that already got a trailer. And obviously they're going to do like a Disney Plus sizzle probably or something. But Kenobi is like the next big thing, which uh, ironically enough, it's also on Tatooine. So we're, we're already there. Might as well keep going. Oh yeah. my God. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. I've been <laughs> waiting for be Kenobi right. for God knows how long. I have been waiting for news so anxiously you have no idea. So the fact that like we could get a trailer as soon as Sunday is just sending me over. I'm trying May not to get 25th. too excited, but man, I've been waiting for this show. Yes, and it's going to be so awesome. I can't wait. 
everything I've heard about it, like from people who've worked on that, they are say they're really proud of it and they they worked really hard because they know that it's important to the fans and fans requested it for so long. And even McGregor sounds very like into it. And we're going to get Hayden Christensen again. It's just like, that's the thing is moving on from Boba Fett. I think there is a bright future ahead. This may have just been like a little like bump a, in the road. Yeah. A little bump in the road. And I think Boba Fett will be back. Maybe he won't get another show again, but I do think we're going to see more of him. This isn't the end of his story. Yeah. And I even saw something I want to say it was from like the Hollywood Reporter or something when they said, think of Darth Vader in the Kenobi series as like he was in Rogue One, but angrier, which means to me, I think they're going to follow kind of what we were hoping in that maybe Obi-Wan and Anakin or Darth Vader will not meet, but there will still be tension. I, I really hope so, because I, there is another report and I don't want to spoil anything for the audience. This is just whatever about a certain rebels character showing up and uh but but yeah if that character shows up that shows you that the real antagonist is him but but there is that beef like growing anger between vader and kenobi and all this other stuff one thing i do want to mention uh before we keep going because i forgot to mention it earlier one tiny reference to the prequels because there's been a lot of those in the show and book of both that when <laughs> when Boba is riding through Mos Espa on his Rancor, Star Wars Connect Rancor Rampage style. He tells the Rancor to rip the droid in half and says, do it. And I was like, yeah. he, said, he said, do it. Do so it. now we canonically have Tamora Morrison saying, do it, and Cad Bane. That's just, oh. so I just remembered that. I'm, I wanted to get out of the way. <laughs> uh, I, it was kind of fun watching Boba with his rancor like that rancor was like you are my dad I'm gonna hurt you yeah and Cad Bane just walks up like a total you know Chad Chad Bane just, <laughs> just walks up to it like nothing and shoots fire at it and runs away dude is just metal like straight metal dude he's crazy oh I'm just now that Kenobi is on the horizon now I'm like I'm I'm ready like I've been waiting I'm uh, I, I I don't even know how else to put it. Like, I've been waiting so long that I'm just like, let's just have it now. I need it now. I'm with you. And we're not that far away. And we keep forgetting that in between that, we get Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga uh, on April 5th. This is just, this year is turning out to be pretty insane, honestly. Like, I was not expecting to be this excited by a lot of things coming out this year. Um, obviously, there's stuff outside of star wars but for star wars fans this is this is the year i think we're getting so much stuff that we've been waiting for for so long and it feels great honestly well with that thank you so much for listening to this season of this is the Waycast. we're going to be back on may 25th when kenobi premieres and i will be angsty and you guys will be here for it all for more Star Wars content, head over to BoardWalkTimes.net and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Boardwalk Times. We will see you in a few months. Like a bender. <laughs> this is The Waycast is a Boardwalk Times production produced and edited by me and Giovanni Delgadillo and music by Kevin McLeod.